Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon, episode 62, the final episode of the year. We got a good lineup for you ahead of UFC Vegas 45. First up, we're joined by one half of the main event in Chris Dawkins to preview his heavyweight fight against Derek Lewis. Always enjoy talking to Chris. Really good chat about how this fight kind of came together, fighting Derek Lewis, how this kind of really prepares him to fight Ngannou down the line if Ngannou remains a champ just because their styles are so similar. We also talk about uh, just his training camp kind of how to prepare for a guy like Derek Lewis there's a lot of unique kicks that is hard to take down and hard to hold on the ground if you do get him down but really good job with Chris as always who will win here could put him right in line for a title shot next up we're joined by one half of the co-main event Stephen Thompson to preview his fight against Bilal Muhammad Stephen Thompson knows this is kind of a big fight for him coming up a loss to Gilbert Burns a really disappointing loss for him he was kind of frustrated with how that fight played out so he really wants to make a good statement here against Bilal prove he's still that top contender he can be and really start working his way up to an eventual title shot because he still believes he can he has what it takes even though he's 38 and a very young welterweight division he believes he still has what it takes to be uh to earn a title shot we're then joined by diego for to preview his fight against Matuj gamrot this is a really big fight for diego for who's coming up back-to-back losses to gregor gregor gillespie and benil darius she was supposed to fight grant dawson in october and an injury pulled him out of that fight and now he gets gamrot who's 19-1 coming off a just over a minute submission went over Jeremy Stevens before that knocked out Scott Holtzman had a controversial split decision in his UFC debut, but Gamrot's a real deal. KSW, uh, former KSW champion. He's very well-rounded and Diego knows it's going to be a tough fight, but he won that. He thinks he could get his hand raised and then start working his way back up in that top 10 at lightweight. And then we close things out talking to Andre Uhl to preview his move up from bantamweight up to featherweight to fight Charles Jordan. This is, is kind of a fight that's flying out of the radar. This very well could be the fight of the night. Both Jordan and Uwell are very exciting strikers. Jordan coming off that disappointing loss. Julian Arosa lost him out. He's looking to rebound in a big way. Andre Uwell, two-fight losing streak. Coming off that knock loss to Julio Arce. Perhaps he loses this. He's cut. So this is a big fight for Andre Uwell in a new weight class. But really good chat with all four of them. Be sure to share the show. Subscribe. And uh, thank you all for listening this year. It's been a really good year for this show. And But I hope you all enjoy the holidays. And see you again next Definitely. Time. All right, we're joined by UFC heavyweight Chris Dawkins, who's got his first UFC main event upcoming. Chris, how's yeah. it going? How are you? How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, obviously a big fight. Like, did you ever expect your UFC run would happen like this quick to the top? Like, you're already fighting Derek Lewis in your fifth fight and a main event. No, definitely, uh, definitely not. I didn't think that I would be getting this kind of a uh, push this early. Um, you know, but Hey, um, I'm going out there, I'm winning fights. And if that's all it takes for me to get this, I'm just going to keep doing it. Your last fight. Like what do you kind of take away from that? Cause that was a very good performance against Shamil. Uh, yeah. You know, just the, the whole experience of, uh, of the crowd of, you know, experiencing a, a UFC crowd was really good, you know, making it out of the first round, um, testing the waters in the second round, even though it was pretty quick in the second round. Um, but yeah, just, just the overall experience of everything, you know, being in the arena, um, fighting, you know, Shamil who's ranked number seven. So, you know, uh, he's a very experienced guy and, uh, just taking all of that with me, it's, it's a really good learning curve and a really good, uh, learning experience. When this fight got announced too, like it kind of, I remember texting you, like you didn't get the contract, your brother sent yeah. out a tweet, like how frustrating is that? Where like, they're already kind of announcing and like, maybe, <laughs> like you haven't signed it or anything. I mean, it. I guess it's a part of the business, but uh, yeah, it's a little frustrating. I mean, I just wanted to focus on my brother's fight. I figured I'd at least get a, at least a week or maybe like a day. I didn't, I don't even think I got a day until that, uh, that started going out. So yeah, I mean, 
if that's I guess that's just the way that the UFC does things, that's the way the UFC does things, and I'm just gonna have to get used to it. So were you surprised when you found out they were offering you Derek Lewis? Uh yeah. Uh especially since I, I called out four other people. I figured I would get at least one of them. Um, but I guess not. I guess the UFC had other plans. And he obviously just fought for the interim belt, like he was in line to fight for the title. Like what you kind of make of his last fight against Gone? Um it was uh, a little, uh, you know, I, I don't think that was truly Derek. Uh, I don't know if it was um, being in Houston, being in front of the whole, you know, his hometown and all that, if, if that kind of got to him. Um, he's main evented before. Um, he's been, you know, ready for five rounds before. Um, I don't know if, the, like, the, the whole pressure of the situation got to him. Um, he just didn't seem himself. Um, but for, you know, our fight, I fully expect him to – be the Derek Lewis of old and, uh, you know, really coming out there to, to make a statement. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely going to be fun come December 18th. Oh, what surprised you more main event or Derek Lewis? Uh, probably main event. I didn't think I was main event status yet. Um, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely the main event. Yeah. I'll say that. I mean, the, you know, main events are a big thing there. They're, you know, what cards are built around. So it's really cool to, to see that the UFC has faith in me and that um, obviously I guess people want to see me fight more often. So obviously I'm, I'm going to do it. So it's really good. Uh, obviously with main event comes five rounds. Like how different is training now? I'm preparing to go five. Uh, I haven't really, I mean, no, no I, I was training for a five round fight um leading up to my ufc debut so i was scheduled to to fight uh sean teed for cfc um how they work it is you know same thing five rounds fives so i was ready for that um i'm just ready to go it, it's it was good training for 15 minutes now that it's you know 25 minutes it's a little stressful but you know you just have to manage everything properly with your uh, strength and conditioning and training and making sure that you're not overtraining or anything like that and that's that's what i'm doing I know you kind of keep your camp fairly small, like you just work with the guys around you, but have you brought in anyone to kind of mimic Derek Lewis? Or are you leaving that up to the guys you work with? No, nah, I have faith in the guys that I work with, you know, day in and day out. So I'm I'm not changing anything up. They, they've gotten me ready for all these fights so far. And, you know, I, I completely have faith in everything that they do. And, uh, you know, the, the other training partners that I have and the coaches I have. So. He obviously, for being so big, like he throws a lot of those like, uh flying knees like spinning yeah. stuff like how do you kind of prepare for that because it's not something you you really see with many heavyweights no no definitely not um you know it, it's something that you have to get used to um just because he's kind of like lulling you to sleep and then he'll do do something crazy like that um but my the the guys that i train with the you know the heavyweights that i train with, they're they're pretty athletic and, and they they do those things normally so it's kind of just you know asking them to, to turn it up every you know a little bit more show it to me a, a little bit more um, so, you know, like we game plan for, for our specific opponents and, you know, we ask, uh, you know, training partners to take things out or add things and everyone's been, been really good. So I appreciate it. And we've obviously seen Derek, like he kind of plays possum a little, like he pretends he's hurt and like yeah. dead against like JDS. Like, is that something that you're even getting your training partners to do? Cause when someone like hunch over, you think the fight's about to end and then he just comes out of nowhere, like a big right hand. Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely something that you have to pay attention to. He's he's definitely a, a crafty guy. He uh, he knows how to fight, and um, you know I'm going to be fully prepared for everything you know that 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 happens in that cage. Um, be really excited to, to to truly test myself against a veteran like him. Stylistically, like how do you think you match up against him? Because I think on paper a lot of fans just kind of think this one's remained standing. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, jujitsu apparently doesn't work on Derek Lewis. So, uh, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But stylistically, I think I'm I'm just a little bit better everywhere. You know, obviously, I think I have the the speed advantage. He has the the one punch knockout power. I'll I'll give him that. Um, cardio, I think, is mine. Um, ground game, obviously, I I think it's mine. He he doesn't really do the ground game or wrestling. I mean, he's got great like wrestling defense and, and cage stuff. But we'll see how it goes, man. I'm. I'm really excited to get in there. And, um, you know, if, if I can show off a different skill set, that'll be really cool. And it's super weird too with him. Like if I've like in his fights, like people get him down and he just like stands up. Somehow. He just gets up. Just like, and it yeah. does, I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. Um, but hopefully if that happens, I'll be able to figure it out on, on how to keep him down. And we'll see how that, that goes from there. I mean, um, I think DC's the only one to submit them. So if I could submit them, it'd be really cool to be in DC's company. Do you look at that gone fight and kind of seeing how gone was just a technical striker and like, didn't really allow many openings. Like, is that something that you're kind of looking at for this fight? Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of, you know, go off of, you know, past fights and see what, what, you know, your opponent did good, see what your opponent did bad. And then, you know, obviously he's a professional. He's, he's going to be making those necessary adjustments and I, I can't be relying on, you know, one fight or, or the past two fights to, to, you know, dictate on how my fight's going to go. Cause it, he could come out like a berserker and just start trying to knock my head off. And then, you know, we'll see how that goes. His right hand is obviously the big power shot. So is that like the big part of the fight is don't let that kind of land. Uh, it's kind of like, don't let anything land. Cause yeah. I think he could put you to sleep with anything. So yeah, really just try not to get hit with anything just cause I don't want to test my chin against Derek Lewis. Um, and a lot of people have, and they haven't been able to withstand it. And um, I'm not trying to, not trying to do that. But yeah, definitely, you know, his his uh, his hands are his main striking tool. So obviously, you have to worry about his flying knees and you know the jumping switch kicks. But yeah, definitely his hands. How do you kind of see this fight playing out then? Uh, I just think I, I pretty much outwork him. I, I just don't think he can be able to you know keep up on my pace. Um, you know, his cardio is, it's not really been an issue. It's something that he has been his, you know, he has been working on. So I'll give him props for that. But, you know, I just think wherever this fight goes, I'm going to be able to, to withstand any kind of storm. And, you know, if, if I end up on bottom, I'll be able to get back up. You know, he's, he's going to be heavy. I don't know what he's planning on doing as far as, um, like if he's going to be right at the limit of 265, if he's been working on his diet and his nutrition, if he's going to come in a little smaller, I, I don't know. But I'm fully expecting, you know, the, obviously the, the best Eric Lewis that there's, that there's ever been. And I fully expect him to be able to go five rounds and, and we'll see who's better. Do you think this is a fight that kind of goes late? Because he is a pretty durable guy and a tough guy to put away. Yeah, yeah. You know, very few people have been able to put him away. So I'm, I'm ready. Um, if this really needs to go five rounds, I don't want it to go five rounds, but, you know, I'd rather get a stoppage sometime in those five rounds. But, you know, if, you know, if it's got to go five rounds, it's got to go five rounds. I don't like decisions. Um, he doesn't like decisions. So hopefully, you know, I get my hand raised at the end of this. How careful do you have to be in this fight too? Because we've seen Derek, like his power is there in the entire fight. Like he has some late fourth yeah. round finishes, the Volkov, like last second or third round. Like yeah. it's not one of those heavyweights where they have power for like that first or second round. Yeah. And, and I think that that is really what makes Derek like the more dangerous fighter compared to like Francis. Um, he carries that power, you know, throughout the whole fight. So you have to be switched on the whole time. You can't be taking any kind of breaks, you know, 
you can't have any kind of, you know, lack in judgment or, you know, slips in your mind as far as like your, your technique or your defense, because he will make you pay and you'll be waking up with a ref on top of you and a doctor in your face. So that's something that I'm going to have to be, uh, you know, completely switched on for. You're the betting favorite in this fight. Like, do you think that surprises you? I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't get the, the betting lines and stuff like that. Like it's Derek Lewis, man. Like, it's Derek. He should be obviously the the, the heavy favorite on this. Um, I think it's obviously it's a, it's a little disrespectful to Derek. Um, same thing when I fought Alexi, I was I was the betting favorite. I I just think it's a little disrespectful to, you know, the, the guys who've paved the way and you know the number three guy in the world. Like he's the number three guy in the world. He just fought Cyril Gown for the for the for the belt. So I don't know, man. The people who put these bets out, you know, they're trying to get me hurt when uh when Derek is in there, you know, so. The smaller octagon at the apex. How do you think that kind of plays a factor in the fight? Uh, it's definitely going to play a factor. I don't think it was going to play as much of a factor. I mean, compared to where I fall from before, like coming up through the region scene and the amateur shows, that cage is huge. So, you know, I've only fought in the big uh, the big cage once, uh, you know, for the last fight when I, against Jamil. So it was really cool. Um, but, you know, my footwork and my movement works, whether it's in a smaller, quote unquote, smaller cage or the larger cage. So I'll be prepared. Where do you think a win over Derek puts you? And especially if you can put away, because obviously we have gone and gone up next. And after that, there's kind of no real next guy in line. Like Stipe wants that shot. There's John Jones yeah. there, but there's no like clear next guy after gone. Uh, I really don't know. I mean, we'll see how the Francis gone fight goes. Um, you know, depending on if there's going to be like an immediate rematch. Um, and if that happens, I don't know what's going to happen with Stipe. I, you know, if Stipe wants to fight, I'll fight Stipe. That'd be really cool. Do a, a five round fight against Stipe. Hopefully it'll be in a packed stadium um, for, I guess, like the number one contender spot. That'd be really cool. Or if the UFC, you know, clearly I don't know what the UFC wants to do with me. <laughs> so um, I could be saying that. And then they could be like, nah, you're going to fight another two to three times before you get a, a shot at the belt. So, Whatever they have planned for me, that's fine with me. But, uh, you know, the, the short track would be awesome. Fight Stipe, beat Stipe, and then get the title shot. This is what I think you can think. I'm like an idiot. But I think Derek Lewis is kind of that perfect fight before fighting Gano, just because they are similar. They both have kind of that one-shot knock power. So yeah. Do you think it kind of prepares you well if you get past him to fight in Gano down the line? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, he's he's uh, he's definitely a, a good uh, – you know, comparison, I would say to, to Francis, but like I said, I think that, that Derek's a little bit more dangerous in the fact that he can, you know, hold that power throughout you know, each and every fight and, you know, um, each and every round. And, you know, Francis is getting better with just his overall game. And, um, you know, it's, I think that he's a little bit more athletic than, than Derek in, in certain aspects, which will definitely help in the fight. I mean, look at this deep A fight, uh, the second fight. So it'll definitely be fun, but, you know, each fight is a, uh, you know, each guy is, is a new puzzle that I have to solve. And, you know, come December 18th, I'm, I'm looking to solve that one. With you, like the way you're working it up, is it frustrating to see like John Jones out there and then he just wants to get that immediate title shot and especially going, everything going like outside the cage where he can just kind of jump the line. It's John Jones, you know, I mean, what, what, what can I say? Um, he's, you know, he's was uh, the 205 goat. A lot of people think he's the greatest in, in all weight classes. So with that comes obviously a certain amount of, uh, you know, I guess leeway with jumping the line. But, uh, you know, he's been inactive for a little bit. He's been talking all this thing with heavyweights, um, about jumping up the heavyweight, moving up the heavyweight. I don't know what he's 
personally planning on doing as far as uh, if he's even able to come back um, yet or when he's planning on coming back. But I can't focus on that. I just have to focus on Derek and, uh, you know, just, just be ready for the fights that I know that are going to happen. Um, if they send over, you know, if I get through Derek Lewis and then for whatever reason, John Jones' names comes across the phone, I'll, I'll sign it and I'll focus on John. So, Just a couple more things. Obviously, the heavyweight fight is – right after you pretty much like who do you kind of favor in that one within gone and gone uh i definitely think gone's gonna pull that out i think gone has a more diverse striking um you know arsenal um i also think that he will be able to keep francis up against the cage as you know and be able to take him down a little bit better than stipe was maybe not pure wrestling but you know with trips uh overhooks and then like a, a lot of cage work and i think that that's real definitely gets it done how disappointing was it to see Kyle's fight kind of get pulled? He was always supposed to fight uh, Holly yeah. again, and then it went like two other different opponents. Then he can't fight. Yeah, it sucked. I mean, we uh, we learned about it on Tuesday, so we flew out Tuesday morning. We were literally standing in Whole Foods grabbing like some like snacks and stuff, and like some other food for fight week uh, in Vegas. And the management called my brother and was like, the fight's off. So we're like, I had to put back a whole cart of food. And then uh, we got the red eye back. It's just really sucks, man. He's had a really shit year. And I just really, you know, hope that you now next year things start turning around for him. And, and I really know that it will. He's already been booked as well, but were you kind of surprised it isn't Holland just because Holland said like he had that slight injury and then he said, Oh, I'll be back in February. And now he's fighting in February and it's not. Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I was a little, you know, I, I, I didn't think that, that Holland really wanted that fight anyway. I think he, he accepts the fact that he lost to my brother. And uh, even though the, the, the judging and all that doesn't, doesn't, uh, you know, say that. Uh, but I, I think that he felt my brother's power, felt how strong my brother was and just knew that he, there was no way that he's going to win. Um, and then, you know, with, I kind of thought it was over, like with him, like fighting my brother again, even, like he started talking, I think it was on Twitter or Instagram about, you know, moving down to 170 and he's calling out 170 guys. And once he started doing that, I, I kind of figured that his mind was made up and he he's going to 170. So I do think Kyle kind of got screwed there, though, because yeah. with the headbutt, if Holland comes back from the headbutt, knocks out your yeah. brother, it's a win for Kevin. If absolutely. Kevin wins the second and third round and wins a decision, it's still a win. Like absolutely. I thought there was absolutely no way. The best case scenario was a no contest for your brother or yeah. a loss. And the best thing for Kevin was a winner and no contest. Like there was no way he loses. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was kind of like the, the cards were stacked against my brother in, in that situation, which, which really sucks. Everyone, uh, all the fighters in there want to want a fair shake. Um, but when that happens, you know, we're, we're our hands are kind of tied and, and we really can't do anything. So we just have to accept the fact that, uh, that 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 kind of decision was made um you know you have to move on and just you know continue to fight uh, just two more things with your fight same usual corner for you yeah yeah usual gores um so will martinez my brother kyle and then uh pat brady he was there on my uh, last fight so yeah uh last thing with uh your brother fighting in february like the title fight yeah. january like do you think kind of sit around for a little bit after your fight and kind of see what how, how the division kind of shakes out uh yeah i mean I don't know. I mean, so yeah, I guess we'll see what happens in February and uh, January, you know, that thing's the, the 22nd. So we'll see what happens then. Um, I know a lot of other guys are, are starting to get booked for early next year. So we'll see about what the uh, UFC wants to do. I mean, I think Stipe is, like you said, he's, he's holding out for a title or, or whatever he's doing. So 
Um, I might have to fight somebody else before I fight him. And I really doesn't matter. I mean, I get past Eric Lewis. I'm sitting in the top five. And I, the only thing I would like is just, you know, another top five guy just to get me that much closer to, to the title shot. So actually just one more quick thing. Cause I've been asked about it too. And I don't know, are you done with the police? I remember last time we talked, you said you were handing it in, but like, is it, are yeah. you officially done? Yeah. Uh, no. So my official last day is uh, December 1st. So I'm really excited. Um, yeah. So just, uh, you know, a couple more weeks and then uh, I'll be done, done full time. So it'd be great. Full-time fighter, full-time state of dad. It'd be great. Well, Chris, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for doing this. Of course, man. Thank you. All right. We're joined by UFC welterweight Stephen Thompson, who's back on the final card of the year again. Stephen, how's it going? Doing good, man. Just got done training and excited to be on with you. Uh, two years in a row at the year-end card. Last year, obviously, was a good win. Like, open the – like, it continues here. Oh, 100%, man. You know, I ended up – I went – you know, won that fight. Uh, we got fired of the night, me and Je uh, Jeff Neal. Ended up losing to Burns earlier, later on in the year in July. Uh, wasn't happy with that one. Um, wasn't beat up at all. Wasn't even tired. The guy, you know, Burns just, he beat me with his game plan. Just held me down the whole time. So uh, definitely worked on that. Getting better, at, getting better at it. I knew what I did wrong and excited for this next fight. I wanted to get another fight in this year. And thank, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, Bilal Muhammad took this fight. Was this a bit later than what you were expecting then? Um, it was actually pretty good. It was actually pretty good. You know, uh, me being 38, we'll be 39 in February, you know, got a little nicks and injuries here and there. So it's good to be able to take a little bit of time off to address them and get those worked out. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm just glad to be on this last card and pretty much the exact same time as last year. It was pretty cool. And what happened last year was we were co-main event like we are now, but the main event ended up somebody getting injured. We moved to main event. So that could still be a possibility. We'll see. Uh, with Bilal Muhammad, like he's been on a really nice winning streak, like outside the Edwards fight, which is the no contest. Like, what have you kind of made of his run as of late? Awesome, man. He's fought some really tough guys. His last win over uh, Damian Maya was just epic, man. I, I I love to watch that fight. A lot of guys thought it was boring, but I thought it was it was just great on his part. His takedown defense was amazing, and the way he just beat uh you know um, Damian Maya was cool and was was really cool. So I'm excited to. to you know, face off against somebody like him because he's pretty good everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Good striking, good wrestling, good jujitsu. He's got some submission wins as well. So great person to test my skills skills with, especially if I still want to make that title run, which most of the guys up there are, are, are high-level wrestlers. So it, this is a good fight. This is a good fight for sure. Were you surprised this was the, your opponent? Just because, like, you could have been matched up in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I get not not really. I mean, he's really game. I, I didn't picture myself, you know, facing off against somebody like him. I wanted to fight somebody that was ranked above me, but obviously that was that was that was you know all those fights up there were taken. Um, and he wasn't like a last resort. I, I would say I knew they were probably going to give me somebody that was you know ranked behind me after that last loss, but. Um, I'm excited, man. I think Malal's a good dude. I was supposed to be on his podcast not too long ago, but I wasn't able to make it. I couldn't get the, the the stream service to work. So I was like, no. So if you're listening to Bilal, I'm sorry, man. We got to make this thing happen either before or after the fight. We got to do it. Do you kind of expect him to try a similar game plan to what Burns did, just seeing how Burns had success doing that? Um, I wouldn't see why not. You know, I know we've got, he's had some training with, with uh, Burns here recently. Um, you know, he saw 
uh, how I lost in that fight. So I do feel that he will shoot. I mean, like everybody else. I mean, uh, he may stand and strike, but eventually they start shooting for the legs. So um, I'm prepared for wherever the fight goes. I do believe he's going to take a little note out of, out of Gilbert Burns' books, but I'll be ready for it. He is a very durable guy. Like the only guy to finish him is Luke. So you kind of expecting this one to go 15 minutes? Um, you know, wherever the fight goes, if I finish him or if, if it's a 15, you know, round or a 15 minute fight, uh, I'm ready for a war, man. That, and that's what I like to prepare myself for. Um, I like to prepare, to prepare myself for the grittiest fight known to mankind, the most uncomfortable fight known to mankind. That's what gives me confidence stepping out there. So if it does go to distance, man, I'm in shape. I'm ready to go. And I was looking at his record. Like, I can't really see anyone that has a similar style that he's fought to you. Like, do you think that's true? Like, because just you have a unique style. Like, it's hard to kind of prepare and get ready for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and that's kind of that's kind of like the thing about me. Everybody talks about how hard it is to prepare for. I mean, Tyron Woodley even said it. Vicente Luque said it. Rory McDonald said it. You know, this guy, I mean, and, and you don't really realize until you step out there, you know, and to, I was talking to Tyron not too long ago. We're doing a gig together and he was like, man, I told everybody you, you, you are the hardest guy to prepare for. I brought everybody I, I thought could help me out, you know, during, during that fight. And it was just like, uh, I still felt kind of, um, you know, off out there with your style. And it is, man, you can bring all the guys in, in the world, but until you step out there with me, it's different. You know, it's not the same. So yeah, I do believe that I that's the, that's the, the, the danger I bring to the table is my style. How much like pressure are you kind of putting on yourself to go out there and like get a big performance? Just because I know you were pretty frustrated with the last fight. Yeah, man, it was. I was pretty frustrated on how he wanted to win the fight. Um, just you know, it's never really an exciting fight when guys just trying to hold you there and just kind of pity patch you. I wasn't even tired. I wasn't banged up. I had no injuries after that last fight, and I wasn't even breathing hard. You know, it was just like, man, this guy's doing everything he can just to hold me here. And I, I always want to put a show on for the for the fans, which is why second round, third round, I tried to, I, I went after him, you know, and hit him, knocked down with a spin hook kick. But then he ended up getting a hold of that leg and ended up getting me down. But um, even then, Gilbert Burns and, and Bilal Muhammad are two completely different fighters. Yeah, they have similarities, but they are different. So I think that, this, you know, I know this fight's going to go a different way. How important do you think that first takedown will be? Because if you stuff it, you're obviously going to kind of lose. Like, he's obviously going to lose a bit of confidence now that he has to kind of stand and strike with you. Yeah, I think that that could that could definitely damper his uh, motivation out there. But, you know, even if he does get me down, I've really worked really hard on getting back up to my feet and have be able to have the stamina and still have the snap and my kicks and punches to be able to make an exciting fight to, to go out there and do what I need to do. So that's why in, in, in last camp, I didn't have Chris Weidman in my, in my camp, you know, he was on the injured list, but he's been, he's going to, he's coming in for this camp. Uh, he'll be here next week, actually him and some of his wrestling buddies going to be coming in from new, uh, from, a um, thanks buddy. See you Weston. Sorry. My, my, one of my, my teammates here, you'll see this guy in the UFC one day soon, baby. But, uh, see, happy, happy, Hey, good. Happy Halloween. Oh, happy, happy Halloween. Yeah. Thanksgiving, man. Have a good Thanksgiving. So we're closing up shop for the week. So uh, a lot of our staff and stuff are saying happy Thanksgiving and heading out on vacation. So um, thank you, Weston. Uh, see you, man. All right, buddy. 
So, uh, yeah, man, wh wherever it goes, I'll be ready for it. I'm, I'm excited for this one. I'm just glad to be able to step back out there before next year, you know, get another fight in this year. How, how do you kind of see the fight playing out? Well, I mean, uh, I do see some flaws in his, in his style, and I think everybody's got flaws in their style. But uh, obviously my goal is to keep the fight standing and, and use my, my link, my kicks and punches, my angle changes, my takedown defense, keep the fight standing and try and finish the guy. So what I want the most out of this is put on the best show for the UFC and the fans. To, to be able to go out there and do what I know I can do, it, it's going to be an exciting fight. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was so disappointed in my last, my last fight, allowing my opponent. And I think I was more focused on what he was going to do to me rather than what I was going to do to him. And I think my, that mindset uh, switch stepping out there was not a good one. Um, halfway through the, through the fight, I'm like, listen, I can't, I can't be worried about what this guy's going to do. I got to go to him. So that's why I started picking it up. But um, yeah, man, that was, that was on me. But for this one, I'm going to go out there and do what I do best. You know what I'm saying? Use my ninja skills to go out there and win this fight. That's how, how weird or like, not, I guess weird is kind of the right word. Will it be like you last time you walk out, co-main event to a McGregor card, like bit, like crowds obviously going at like rowdy. And now you're walking out in front of the apex in front of like, what? 50, 100 Zero. people. Yeah, man. Like nobody. It's, it's fun. I, I enjoyed it when I fought Jeff Neal. It, it was just something different, you know? Um, to be able to, you're more honed in. It's almost like more emotional too when you're out there doing battle with your opponent and there's no noise. It's just you and him and you are here. Every pin drop, you hear every kick, every punch, um, every smack. Uh, it's more personal. I like that. Where do you think a win over Bilal puts you in the division? Because the welterweight division, like, Usman's cleared out a lot of the top. Like, it's kind of wide open up there. Except for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, there's still a chance. I mean, he's kind of cleaned it out. And, and, you know, I still have an opportunity to go out there, go up there and, and face off against him because he's beat everybody. He has beat everybody. The only person, well, yeah, he has beat everybody. He's beat Colby. He's beat Leon. He's beat Vicente Luque. Um, you know, George Masvidal. Well, Luke is the only guy he hasn't beat because they were teammates for the longest time. Who? Luke is the only guy up there that he hasn't fought. They were teammates for the longest he time. They didn't fight each other. Yeah, they they fought each other. Oh, pretty but, sure they, um, fought, they fought each other, and uh, I think it was for the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, I think they might have done it on the show. Then, yeah, yeah, I think they fought on the show. And what's crazy about that is, guess who headlined that main event? Was it you? I, I fought Jake Ellenberger. That was that card, yeah. <laughs> How crazy is that, man? I was the main event, and now Usman's the title guy. He's got the title, so that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty good. I'm glad. I'm proud. I'm happy for him, man. But I, they have fought. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty confident they have. Um, but yeah, man. But it's been a while, and Vicente Luque has made some changes. He was actually the last fight when he fought Colby uh was supposed to be backup yeah. he was the backup for that fight so and vicente luque has worked really hard to get where he's at the guy's so durable the last time i fought him he's had like four fights since then you know i've had two because i was out for a year when i broke both my hands on his yeah. noggin the guy's so durable man that guy can take some punishment and keep on coming so that would be a, another exciting fight for sure but um 
yeah, man. I, I, I uh, I'm, I'm still in it, man. I'm still in, I can still get up there. Still fight for the title. You mentioned Weidman. How big of a key will that be in this camp? Just kind of having him around too. Cause he's like a good guy to be around. He is man. He's my brother, man. I love that guy. And it's great to have him in my corner because just the grind that he puts in and, and the wrestling technique and the, um, the nonstop shooting it on my legs. Like I said, I didn't have him my last camp. And I've had him in my camp since since I fought in Toronto against Chris Kamentz years ago, seven years ago, you know? So to have him not in my corner or in my camp last, you know, it, it sucked. But this time he's going to be there. And that gives me all the confidence in the world to step out there against another grappler. Do you think you'll need another win after Bilal to get that title shot? Maybe. I might, I might, I'm, I might, I mean, and I'm okay with that if so. So there's some really tough up and coming guys in the welterweight division. And, you know, um, you got Sean Brady, you got uh, Hamzat Chemaev, who is just a monster. He just threw around Hermanson this past yeah. weekend wrestling. I'm like, he looked bigger than Hermanson did. I'm like, what the heck? The guy's huge. So got some really, really tough competition coming up and, uh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Uh, just a couple more things more about your division. What you make of uh, Usman Covington, the second fight? I thought it was good. I knew Usman was going to go out there and win it. So you got Papa Rich hand right here. <laughs> uh, I, we're doing an interview. Oh, okay. So uh, I, it, it was it was a good fight. I knew Usman was going to win it. I thought he was going to go out there and knock him out because you've seen the the progress he's made, you know, knocking out Burns and – and George Masvidal, but uh, I did picture. I figured he was going to stop him, but Colby went out there and did work, man. Do you think he's, like, starting to fall in love with his hands too much? Like, he doesn't really go to the wrestling anymore. Like, he's more just a stand-up guy now. Well, I think against other grapplers, he keeps it standing. Because, I mean, they're you know, they kind of cancel each other out. You know, Gilbert is a grappler. Uh, you know, Colby Covington, who's fought twice. Um, you know, that I knew that was going to be a stalemate as well. They were going to keep the fight standing. But Masvidal, he went out there and knocked him out. So he was using his wrestling, but he used his wrestling to set up that punch. So he's smart. The guy's intelligent. He's good everywhere. Who do you think gets that next shot? Because that's obviously the big question. Like Edwards now is out there. Like Luke Definitely Edwards. He should be. He should be. He's on a nine-fight winning streak. But, you know, um, on paper it should be him. But you never know. You know, Hamzad or Sean Brady goes fight somebody a little bit higher ranked than him. They might be getting the shot. Well, I've seen people calling for Hamzad to get it already, and he's ranked like 10th after his big win. I know, man. And the thing is, he's got more followers on Instagram than the champ. He's got a whole country behind him, you know? So he's popular at this point. Do you think he's like as good as people make it out to be? Or do you think he's a bit like overhyped? Because obviously he's really good, but like people are already touting him as like this like future champion when he really hasn't fought like he fought Lee who was ranked like what like 13th or something like that yeah yeah I mean looking at him and seeing what he's capable of he definitely has got potential man he definitely he definitely got it you know what I mean his 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 wrestling is like I feel like everybody over there in Kazakhstan or in Russia they're like this Olympic level wrestlers and they learn a little bit of strike and they just dominate you know I mean they, they've been doing you know um been been shoot fighting and and stuff like that since they were kids so they're the guys man they're the ones coming up 
we as Americans and other and other fighters, we gotta we gotta we gotta step our game up too. Uh, something I've always wanted to see. I don't know. Would you ever go up to middleweight? Because I think you versus Adesanya would just be like a fun fight, just because you guys are both really good kickboxers. Thank you. You know, if I ever if I ever get the title, for sure, I would definitely go up there. It would have to be in the claws, though. Stand up only. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no takedowns. Let's just strike only. But even if that doesn't happen, I would love to get some sparring in with him just to just to do it. You know what I mean? I mean, we have the same management company, management team. We're on the same team. So to be able to go up to New Zealand, wherever he's at, and train with him would be, would be cool. Well, apparently they're moving out to the States, so it's probably going to be pretty easy. I know, dude. Everybody's moving here, which is awesome, man. These other places, they need to get their stuff straight. You know what I mean? The New Zealand and Australia, and you know what I mean? They need to open up. World needs that. World need. We need to live, man. Uh, just last thing, like, what are kind of the plans after the fight? Like, obviously, we have Christmas right after there. Like, you're going to spend a couple of weeks off and then get back in the gym? Always. That's it. You know what? I plan on coming back Sunday, Monday, start back teaching classes and training again. That's what I always do. So this is this is life for me. Here at the gym, at the school, teaching kids, training, it's life. Well, Steve and I appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for doing this. Cole, anytime, my brother. I appreciate you. Yep. And uh, I appreciate you having me on BJKitpin.com and hopefully do it again next time. Yeah, after the win. You got it, buddy. All right, we're joined by UFC lightweight Diego Ferreira, who's back in action here pretty soon. Diego, how's it going? Doing great, doing great. You know, I was just here chilling, calling, you know, just finished a great session with my teammates. Oh, it was awesome, you know. I, I feel great to be to be here, you know, especially for for a fight camp like this, for me, it, it's really important. It, why? Because my last two losses and I don't been coming, I don't been coming as much to Dallas from my last two uh, two fights, two camps, and this time I want to put as much effort as I can. You were obviously supposed to fight Grant Dawson in October. Like, what kind of injury? Because I know it was just a minor one that kind of. Uh, forced you out of that fight yeah it was because um i, I was doing a lot of grappling now uh this was a, a major injury you know but uh to go to a fight like that you know you have to be 110 percent 110 not even 100 percent because if you're gonna go on a fight like that thinking about like injuries you're not gonna do good you know i, I know that because that's that's always keeping on, on, on our mind especially the fighter um, I like to go on, on my fights 110 percent and ready because I don't want to be ah oh, this shit happened because you know I was not ready I was injured you know I don't have those excuses and, and and I don't want to give those excuses and then I I prefer pull out the fight and looking to 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 fight Johnson again but I, uh, they changed my opening again and I don't care you know now I'm really completely focused on what I'm really into to do. And I can't. I can't wait to December nineteen, eighteen. Sorry. Are you surprised you're fighting Gamrot now instead of rebooking that Dawson fight? No, I'm not really surprised. Uh, why? Because uh, you know Johnson just fought. Uh, uh, Greg Johnson just fought. You know, uh, I knew after he got the fight. You know, he want to fight. He, I have to give him that time to to recover and things like that. Uh, I told my my manager I don't want to I don't want to time I'm with it right now and I, 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 I we decide to move on and get a get a, a, a another fight in see see what how the world's gonna go now. 
was this the right time for, for you december like was this when you were trying to get back in there yeah i, I was planning this year you know do more like at least like uh three fights of the year you know and uh it was not the plan i was you know getting three fights but three wins you know not just three fights but uh I'm I'm happy, you know. It's at the end of the year. I, I know I put a, a lot of work between this time. I was putting the effort to 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 get my 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 hand raised, and you know it's a great time. I can I can't say different. I cannot drag the you know. Uh, uh, I'm happy just to to have this date, and I'm I'm looking for it. And your opponent, uh, Mateus Gamrot. How much do you know about him? Because he's looked very impressive his last two fights. Yeah, uh, his last two fight, he was amazing. Amazing, you know, like uh, how much cardio, you know, and especially the finish with uh, um, Steven, you know, uh, the Kimura was like, wow, that guy know the, the, the stuff, you know, and is impressed. It's something uh, is motivating me a lot because when you fight a great fighter, you know you're going to have a fight, you know, you know you're going to have to put everything on the line to, to be that guy. And it, it's, it does the motivation, the motivation, the motivation I wanted. And I'm looking for the, and coach safe and been putting in my mind, like you there, you just need to click something on your mind. And, and I think I got it. And I think I got the focus And uh, right now is to get back to, to, to the, to the bottom again, you know, get back to, to get back to, to the top five and that's where my eye my eye is on it in a top five how do you think you match up against gamrod i think we we are we both as a, a, a great grapplers you know i think we're gonna try um beating beating each other in there you know meeting each other on the grappling parts try get as much you know as much grappling time as much uh, uh pressure and, and movement I think we, we match it perfect because um, he going to look for the take now. I going to look for the take now. I think we're going to have the same scramble like how I did in my last uh, last fight. But this time I want to go three rounds and I want to, I wanted this, you know, I want to get the, this. Forget about what my last fight. I want to put a new pace, a new uh, uh, cardio on, on this fight. How much pressure is on you to get a win? Just because you're on a two-fight losing streak, like you're fighting an unranked guy. Like it seems like if you win this, you're kind of right back into fighting those top ten guys. But if you lose, like you might be out of the rankings. Um, I'm I, I thinking about that. Like I'm really not thinking about it. You know, like I was. You mentioned right now, I was not even thinking. But um, I never have a pressure. You know, I, I just, I just enjoy to be there. I enjoy. I embrace. Uh, I don't think about. I just thinking about to have fun, enjoy the the time I'm there, the time I, I'll be putting my work, you know. But yeah, the focus it is on the top five. It is uh, have a little bit of pressure off that, but you know, on that day I know I'm gonna forget about everything. I'm gonna forget it, you know, and just gonna move on to the fight. I just gonna wanna go over there and get my finish, get my 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 my. my awesome performance i always do you know being there be the top fighter i i i want to be how do you kind of see yourself winning this fight because gamrod is a very durable guy like i wouldn't be surprised if this goes the distance 
I don't be surprised either. You know, I'm looking for to get the three rounds. I'm looking to put a, a, a great performance. But I wanna, I wanted the three rounds. You know, I, 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 I was looking for the three rounds fight. But if I, this time is not gonna. Oh, it's not like how I did the Khalid's. You know, I let the second round come. Besides finishing the first round, this time no. Like if I have it. I'm gonna get the finish. I I'm gonna look for the finish. So TKO or submission, whatever's come first, I'm gonna look for as soon as I, uh, uh, as soon as I have it in my hands, I I know how to capitalize and and get the the the, the finish. Where do you think a win puts you? Because you're ranked 11th right now. Like I wouldn't be surprised if you win this. A top 10 guys next for you. It is. That's the work, you know. And I'm looking for. I really want to look into get a, a, a big fight. You know, after this, and and, and no, I want to get to the, the the top five. I, I need not. I want it. I need. You know, that's that's how I got to put it in my mind because I need to be there. I need to be uh, 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 on between those sharks. You know, like if if you, if you be a little fish, want to swim close to the shark, you have to be ready to you know to be like get eat. But you know, I'm gonna go for the fight. I want to get there to. Be in control of the 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 top five. That that's what I'm, my mentality is gonna be be set on, on when I get to the the the, the timing to get to the top five. How much better are you feeling in training now that you are at kind of Fortis a lot more? Because there's a lot of good looks at Fortis. Oh my! Like I, I can say that like I've been super inspired from my teammates. You know the way they push me, and the way they they. They've been helping me, you know. I'm, 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 I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy, happy to be around those guys. How I used to do in the beginning, you know. Uh, those last three fights I have, I've been away from here too much, you know. I think that's what I messed up along my the longer way. Be away from my 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 original gym, you know. Like the way I put my work, coming to Dallas, driving nine hours. Staying aside the road sometimes, waiting for the class. That's what I'm. That's what I I need, you know, to to stay tough, you know, get the grind, the grinding every day, and it's no better place to be in in the Fortress of MMA. You know, they 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 whoop you ass, but you know, they they it's done the good way. You know, I, I love this this atmosphere. You know, this push. It's just bring the best of me. Who are the main guys you're working with for this camp? Now I I, I have the Abidu, you know I have a I have a, so many guys, Victor Martinez, uh, Luke Flores. I right he's passing at a gym. Uh, Sarah Sarah Sarah. So sorry, I forgot his his last name. <laughs> Abidu, you know, uh, Damon Jackson, you know, so many of the guys been helping me and and I'm I'm happy to get submitted and. and you know, putting down by those guys because I know they giving the a hundred ten percent to make me better, and I, I love this. It that that's what I need. Uh, just a couple more things. You get your hand raised here. Like, are you hoping quick turnaround like early next year? You're gonna take a bit of time off. Now I I want a quick turnaround. You know how do I I always explain to you. I want to get those three fights in the year. You know, and especially because I, I lost Sue. I think I need to get back as soon as I can. My injury now, and I'm feeling better. Why not? You know, 
uh, February, January, I I'll be ready to go. I I'm not even going to give a break to myself uh, after my fight. I want to right away, quick turnaround, get stopped like as soon as I can. Maybe um, uh, 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 in the middle of the year, get back to the top five and, you know, see see what we have from there. Uh, just two more things. I want to get your thoughts on kind of the division. Two big fights happened recently. What you make uh, Chandler versus Gaethje? Wow, those are those. I took my hats for those two guys, you know, like they are amazing, you know. I, I watched the whole fight. I always want to fight those guys, you know. I always want, like, when I see greatness like that, like, it fired me up. Like, a coach was like, text me, you see that? You watching that? And I said, yeah, coach, I do. And my heart, my heart race was like, I, I want to fight this. It, it gave me goosebumps. I want to fight like those guys. I want to fight those guys. I need to be there. And I was the most things like it pushed me, you know, great fighters, great uh, performance. And I'm happy to sit them there. And I know I can get close to those guys. I want to be there. You know, that's where I, that's where my thoughts, I, they did it awesome, but I want to fight those guys. And just last one, Islam Makachev picked up a big win. What you make of his win? Because that was kind of his first, like, big test in the UFC. Yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised with him. You know, I knew it. He's a, he's a great talent. You know, I hope one day I can fight him. You know, he's a great fighter, too. Like, damn, he he can answer any part, grappling, grand and pound, you know. Uh, damn, he, he's, good. he's a good fighter. And I hope we can cross on the way one day, you know, cross our, our, our lines on the way. But I know not right now. He's he's too far, he's too in front of me. I know that, but I got I gotta get there on my pace. I, I got there, you know. Sooner or later, we gonna cross our pass. Actually, just one more quick one is there's a lot of talk <laughs> of who gets the next title shot if you're booking the lightweight division, who do you give it to? Like there's Gaethje, Benil, and Islam all seem like they equally kind of deserve it. Who would you give the, it to after Poirier? I, I give it to Benil, you know, Benil Rush. He, 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 I think he have the most chance because he's top three right now. He never got to the, the, the title. You know, I, I, I think his last two wins, he beat me. He beat Tony Ferguson the way he did. I, I put my hand for him, you know, like he, he did awesome, awesome person. Awesome. I think, that guy needs to to fight a title, you know. Uh, uh, good. He's he's ready, you know. I cannot say different. I think I give it to Benel, you know. I, I, I'm going for him. All right, well, Diego, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, I appreciate it. And now, BJ, BJJ Punkon, Osa. All right, we're joined by now UFC featherweight Andre Ewell. Andre, how's it going, man? Uh, amazing and definitely that featherweight just looks good on me and sounds really great so got me excited about it yeah whenever i talk to you like i always was amazed that you cut down to 35 like do you think this is kind of just a long time coming like it was only a matter of time until you moved up to 45 oh definitely hands down um it was like a discussion that i always had with the manager and you know my team uh as soon as i got into uh the whole ufc and everything i wanted to go up and move up you know but the whole goal was just conquer 35 and then do that, but plans didn't go the way that it, you know, that it went, especially with the whole COVID and different time um, span of fighting new opponents or not, you know. And then for me, it doesn't really work that way because, like you said, I had to drop all the way down to 35 and the sacrifice that I had to put my body through to make it there. 
you know, me throwing up in the last week, only finishing like a bottle of, like say for instance, argument's sake, this is water. Um, you know, I only had this drink for the whole week, you know, stuff like that. And anything I put in my system, I throw it up. It wasn't healthy, but you do extra stuff to make it where you want, you know, but now I don't have to do that. I get to eat, you know, steaks and things. Yeah. How much better do you think you're going to feel like in the cage there that you're not wasting all that energy? Like, and especially training now, like you can actually focus on your skills rather than just getting your weight down. Uh, definitely. It's, it's already a big difference. And I'm going to definitely feel great about it. Cause I'm like, I'm mobile at 45. Like, you know, when I get to 45, I'm strong. Uh, uh, you know, speed is always going to be there. Um, at 35, I was strong in speed, but it was bursts of what I was able to do and what not able to do, you know. And then now it's like people argue like, oh, he gets tired, but not knowing that I have a really good conditioning coach, so which is my cousin and everything, that it pushes me to be able to basically go through all three rounds and whatnot. But now it's me working to finish everything in the first, so I should be back to my normal state. So first rounds is what I'm looking for, you know. And Charles Jordan, like this is a pretty well-known guy. Like, so are you pretty happy to get this as your featherweight debut? Oh, definitely. Cause you know, it's funny too. Cause like for like one whole year, every time that Jordan fought and this is like literally last year that, um, I'm a fan. I was always a fan. I felt like his style and my style would match nicely. And, um, so for me to be able to take him on or, you know, be my first, uh, debut 445, it's awesome. You know, now the world, not only that, it's the ending card of the year and it's going to be one of like a big bangers that uh, people will want to see. It's going to be like finishing off with uh, with fireworks in a way, you know. Uh, stylistically, like how do you guys think you match up against with against him? Just because on paper, like it seems like one of those fan friendly fights where you two are just going to kind of strike with each other. Uh, I, I think that's exactly what's going to end up happening. Um, I know that, uh, you know, he's a grounder type thing or he has you know, submissions and techniques and whatnot, and he's a black belt. But I move with nothing but black belts over here, and I wrestle with nothing but great wrestlers over here. So I'm not really worried about any of that. And so if anything, I feel like it's going to be a striking type of competitive uh, fight. So competition where I get this, like I said, perfect fight for me to showcase my ability where I should have been this whole time, you know. What have you made of his run so far in the UFC? Because he's had kind of mixed results, but like when he gets wins, like he does them pretty like spectacularly with knockouts. Oh, uh, definitely. Uh, I feel like we, you know, very similar to a lot of things. You know, it's uh, the records are up and down here and there, but it the fights people don't end up understanding. You gotta like look through the fights of like who we lost to and type type of deals to break that down. Um, competitive and, you know, exciting fighters that are moving on and things. And these are fights that we could have won or was winning. It's just that certain things didn't, you know, add up at the end. And that's what I end up looking at him, that he's excited. He's going to keep it um, exciting. And then you got me on my side that people know that I'm excited and I keep things exciting. Like, no matter what, I'm going to put on a show and I'm here to steal the show. And, you know, I look at it, it is my show. So, you know, it's just kind of like putting that in front of the world to let them know that hey i'm here and i'm home type thing the cage is mine you know do you kind of view this as like you're back against the wall in this fight just coming off the two losses uh i could i could honestly sit there and say that but nah it's it's a debut today you know it's literally like me coming in to fight Henry Burrell at in his hometown you know it's it's people automatically felt like since I'm smaller that i'm supposed to um lose but not really realizing that i'm not actually small i'm actually bigger I just cut a lot of weight to make it to the smaller size. 
so it just looks like I'm smaller or I'm supposed to be smaller, but now I get to walk around my normal way and cut down where it's not as hard for me, you know? So, but like I stated, I have like a good camp and I have a good, uh, I have good or great t- um, teammates around me that will push me to what I need to do and what I need to do, you know? You're a guy like even at Bantamweight, you had a lot of power. So like how much more powerful do you think you are going to be now adding an extra 10 pounds on you? Oh man, if you ever heard of Willie Beeman, that's that's me. You know, I'm just gonna be starmatic of the situation of this. So I think the power is just gonna come back to the fact that I'm supposed to be amazing. So power is always gonna be there, and power just ended up building, and even got a lot stronger in my eyes. You know, so I'm hitting, I'm hitting, really hitting. <laughs> Do you think you'll have a speed advantage as well, just because you're moving up and like you were already pretty fast at bantamweight? Oh, definitely. I definitely feel like um. I'm gonna um, have the speed advantage, and I know that he is uh, a quicker or quicker with his hands and everything, or putting things together. And to be honest, I feel like he might actually be the—he should be the fastest at 45 until I walked in at 45. To be honest, so it'd be like it's gonna be like a a Western type fight, you know? Uh, who's the quickest in the uh, in the West? And I feel like that's that's me, you know? They call me Quick Draw. They're gonna call me Quick Draw that night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you kind of see the fight playing out? Just because Charles is a pretty tough guy to finish. Oh, definitely. I definitely know that. But I feel like it's going to go, we're going to go into it. But granted that I'm going to be moving like every round is the first round. So my, my goal in eyesight is basically the finish. And if me, like I said, he's difficult. He's a really tough guy. For me to be one of those extra people added on finishing him, that's a win in my books. That's a double win on my books. So even if they don't give me a bonus, because I'm aiming for the bonus type thing, and if I don't get a bonus, that'll be a bonus to finish me. Well, that was literally my next question. Like, I just think this fight stylistically like has bonus kind of written all over it. Because if you get the finish, it seems like it'll be a performance. And if you go the distance, like it seems like it'd be the fight of the night. Oh, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. It's like one. Of, it's it's a coin flip between the two. And like I said, my head is in there, and I sock it in basically to win and finish the fight and i have a lot of people that have been pushing and helping me during this whole camp and because you know i have my ups and downs especially on the mental stage so uh with them pushing me and constantly like having my back to move forward it's it, he's fighting more than just me it, it's gonna be low-key like he's getting jumped in the cage you know <laughs> Where do you think win over charles puts you in the featherweight division because he's been a guy like right near the top 15 Oh, with that win, it definitely should put me over there. Uh, if not, not like you said, not top fifteen, that I should be like damn near close. So top twenty, if anything. I feel like how you just how you said that stated, he's he's around there, and I feel like his last fight would have put him in the rankings. You know, if he would have won that. But you know, things goes the way that it goes, and and for me, like I said, me winning should be top twenty in the uh, featherweight, and definitely looking good for whoever's next or whatever's next. Do you already have your eyes on like some featherweights now that you want to fight? Like, have you already been scouting the division? Uh, I can go ahead and say I probably have, but not my mindset is like, like clearly give me the fights that you know that I want. Um, but if I challenge anybody, I'll probably challenge like Max Holloway at a at a basketball game. The dude's actually legitly good, you know, in basketball. Like, I went out there in Hawaii to train, um, did conditioning with him and uh and some of the other guys, and uh. They're all cool. 
nothing but humble, nothing but uh, awesome. They're like amazing people, you know. And he was over there playing basketball. And then, you know, so it's one of those, like, if I challenge anybody. All right, see you guys. Yeah, if I challenge anybody, it'll be me challenging Max to a basketball game. Yeah. How much better for you, too? You look at the featherweight rankings, like, majority of them are strikers. Like, there are not many people that want to take it down to the ground. Like, bandwidth, on the other hand, is a lot of wrestlers. And just for you, that's probably a lot more fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just the fact that then I get to strike with everybody. Like, don't get me wrong, like, you know, they have, like, little mixy fillies up in there, like Andre Philly, he's a up-and-downer type thing, but think about it, he's from Cali, and, you know, Cali's, like, known for wrestling and everything, but if you end up looking at, like you said, all the rankings or the rankers, like, they have a good background at, at JITS, uh, but they don't use it, they just use, they strike it. It's, like, more of a, if you get me on the ground, we know how to get back, you know, get up. Or, hey, if you give me your neck, I'm going to take it. But if you don't, don't worry. We want to strike anyway. So, like I said, it's home. Another way, it's home for me. How much better, too, like, where you'll be able to take some more, like, short notice fights or, like, just because you don't have to cut a lot of weight? Is that a big benefit as well? Oh, definitely a big benefit because uh, I'm active. I like to be active. I want to stay active. I want to constantly keep moving, you know. So, um, 45, like you stated, I'm going to have to really cut much, and I make 45 easy. I can probably sleep it off, if anything. Are you putting, like, any pressure on yourself to go out there and, like, have a big statement performance to kind of put the featherweight division on notice? Uh, see, at first, I probably thought that, but at the end of the day, it's, like I said, I've been going through, like, so much up and down situations that, that my mind's not even thinking of pressure. Are you with me? It's more thinking of perform and do what you do best. Like, you know, you're good. I'm great. I'm literally awesome. Fucking amazing, you know? So it's like, I, I tell this to myself every time I wake up. I look in the mirror. I'm, I'm telling myself. And then especially like, since I have my boy looking up to me. All right, so you guys. Yeah, so since I have my uh, little boy looking up to me and everything, or he's there with me, or watching me train, it's one of those I don't want to fail for him. So I'm not thinking about it, you know? Uh, just a couple more things. Like, how much heavier do you think you will be in the octagon compared to when you were 35? Do you think you're going to be pretty similar? Uh, say it again. My apologies. How much like heavier do you think you will be on fight night compared to when you were fighting at thirty five? Do you think it's gonna be pretty similar? Uh, I'll, I'll probably be a lot, he a little heavier, probably like six more pounds heavier because I go from thirty five, I rehydrate up to like forty eight to fifty two, um, and that's like literally bouncing back and forth. So with this one, forty five, I'll probably rehydrate up to like fifty eight, you know, and and I'll probably be sitting at fifty eight. Like right now, that's where I'm at right now, like fifty eight. Uh, you get your hand raised here. Like, are you hoping a quick turnaround and start making these uh that run at featherweight? Uh, if I if I get a quick win, which that's the goal, um, I will definitely do a turnaround if it's in January. Because right now, uh, that they you know they moved the card over here in Anaheim, yep. and that's my hometown. People know that. So, uh, was born there. So Anaheim is the spot for me. Um, that would be like an awesome turnaround. Um, for a pay per view type thing. But if not, I see myself coming back in like March, give or take, you know, but before all that March stuff, I am definitely taking vacations and coming back and training and going, traveling to train from other places and stuff like that, you know. So like Miami, back to Hawaii, um, supposed to do Dubai, but I got to make sure they got a gym over there before I just go over there, you know. But goal is to end up training and go places and, you know, enjoy life that's 45 uh, like you said i don't have to cut uh, just last thing like 
where do you kind of see yourself ideal world like this time next year like where do you kind of see yourself in the division because the Jordan win kind of puts you in the rankings like you could pick up two three wins by this time next year and be in the rankings yeah you're definitely right and I end up just the way you end up placing it kind of just read the story for me like uh fight be Jordan or Jordan and then move on try to get three more fights next year and aiming for that third fight of next year that's a ranking opponent you know because you know there's like really good great uh featherweights like you know and then we even got legends that are still moving and still killing the game you know like cub swanson that's always like a go go to good great fight you know we're all both cali people so you know or hell it could be like us cali versus everybody you know so i'm definitely down with that so team cali well, Andre, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me, man. And again, anytime that you want me, just let me know. Yeah. I got you.